welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 14 of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan, in the place to be. Happy Friday, end of the week, coming at you a little bit later than normal, but I have a perfectly good reason for that. I am finally back to work after nearly nine whole months of being away from work, being away from my company, SiriusXM. I am finally, finally back to work, and it feels so good, folks. There is no better feeling than going back to work after what was basically, I don't want to say it was, it was, it wasn't, it was, you know, I'm trying to make, I don't want to make the comparison to it being a vacation, but I was gone for basically nine months and it just feels so good to be back. You know, it, it felt like I didn't even miss a beat out there, honestly, in Sirius. So, um, I just want to thank Sirius XMFC for uh, giving me the chance to return to work these past couple of days. It's been great. I, I hope that I get to add even to work even more for them. Um, Shout out to all the producers at Sirius XMFC that I've worked with. Tim, Andy, Pete, Andrew Williams, all you guys. You, Emily, uh, Pat, you guys all rock too. So um, it's great to work with you all again, and I'm, I'm glad to be back. Uh, so there is a good reason for why this episode is dropping a little bit later than normal. So, um, yeah, it's just, just a great feeling to be back to work. Um, so what we've got on tap for you today? Well, we've got, of course, the NFL Week 14 preview. I'll tell you a little bit about our fantasy league, too, because the playoffs start this week in fantasy football. I hope everybody's set their lineups. For, uh, made, I know there's already been a game, a pretty bad game at that last night. So, um, yeah, we'll preview um, the NFL Week 14. And um, as we come down the home stretch of the NFL season, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. And uh, we've got another Ask Brian for you guys. Uh, it's a, it's becoming a recurring segment. Ask Brian. Um, I didn't have a guest for this episode again, so I was like, you know, screw it. Ask Brian 1 was such a huge success. Why don't we try Ask Brian 2? And uh, so that's what we did. I recorded it last night. I've already answered all your questions. I hope my answers are to your satisfaction. Um, but, yeah, we've got a really great show uh, lined up for you guys today. So, um I, don't, I think we've wasted enough time introducing this show. Why don't we jump right into it, folks? we got a little NFL Week 14 preview on taps, and that begins right now. All right, so there's already been one game so far this week. I really feel like we don't need to talk a whole lot about it. Rams 24, Patriots 3. I guess this is revenge. I know Tom Brady's gone, but I guess this is revenge for the Rams after that awful Super Bowl loss that they had two years ago. Uh, I guess this is revenge for them. Um, so, I mean, I honestly, it's another game where I was watching Shit's Creek. I'll be honest with you folks. I was watching Shit's Creek again on my TV and having the game on the iPad once again. It's the, like the third straight game, third straight football game in which I've watched Shit's Creek over the NFL. It's hard to believe, but like I said, go watch that show. It's awesome. So I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game. Sounds like it was a pretty dominant Rams win. Uh, I heard Cam Newton. There were some questions after the game as to whether Cam Newton will be the Patriots starter going forward. Uh, Bill Belichick said pretty much undeniably that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback going forward for the New England Patriots. So um, that should answer that. And besides, the alternative isn't much better. I mean, we saw what Jared Sidham and Brian Hoyer bring to the table, and it was not pretty, folks. So um, 
ugly loss for the Patriots after such a convincing win. And I remember a lot, a lot of people after that win against the Chargers were like, the Patriots are back. Patriots aren't going anywhere. But now the Patriots lose to the Rams. Now they have seven losses, which is a lot for the Patriots. I can't remember. Maybe Ethan Winter will hear this and let me know the last time the Patriots had seven losses. Um, it's been a really long time. So um, it's a different year in New England. It's the first year of the Brady-Belichick breakup. And um, it's a different time, different time for the Patriots. So um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, honestly. I, I think Buffalo is going to win their division. Uh, Buffalo only has three losses, and the Patriots have seven. So I mean, that pretty much says all you need to know. I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I think it's going to be a tough, tough road for the New England Patriots going forward. Maybe with an expanded playoffs they can get in, but um, I don't really see. I, I just don't see it. I, it doesn't seem like it's New England's year, considering how many losses they have. All right, uh, on to the games on Sunday. Oh, also, I should say, great win for the Rams. Uh, the Rams might be the best team in the NFC West um, after Seattle's loss to the Giants on Sunday. Um, I, I think this is a convincing win for the Rams, and um, it should convince a lot of people who are on the fence as to whether they are the best team in the NFC West. They they put on a pretty impressive effort last night on Thursday Night Football. It was, it was very impressive by the Rams. Uh, like I said, I didn't see a whole lot of it, but... Um, not, not. It was a pretty convincing win for the Rams over the Patriots. Um, shout out to Shit's Creek again. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to Sunday's game. We'll start with the Cardinals Giants game because that's the first one on my schedule. Since the Giants are my favorite team, it goes by your favorite team. So sometimes I have to go back. If the Giants are playing at four o'clock like they were last week, sometimes I got to go back on, on, and come back to it so I can start with the one o'clock games. This time the Giants are playing at one o'clock against the Cardinals at MetLife Stadium and. Um, this is a huge game. Daniel Jones is expected to come back from all reports that I've heard, um, which is good. I actually had a very spirited debate with Michael Edgley, a uh, guest of the podcast, future guest as well, we'll talk about that later, uh, about, um, about Daniel Jones. And he said he's no different from Dwayne Haskins, who is sitting on the bench for the Washington football team, I should add, and that um, Jones is a bust. Well, Mike, it's it's only year two, and he's the quarterback of a first-place team. Now, I know it's a 5-7 first-place team, but first place is first place, and I think it's too soon to judge. He has looked very good in some of these games. Like he has Now, I will admit, Daniel Jones has had some very bad games as well. I'm not saying like Daniel Jones is freaking Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or, God forbid, Tom Brady, but he has looked very good. He's had his moment so far in the NFL. His first win against Tampa Bay was a magical moment. And maybe he can author a couple more here as the Giants try and hold off the Washington football team and get into the playoffs. It'll be a tough road. I like the Giants' chances in this game. I'm obviously very biased, but I do like the Giants' chances in this game against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are struggling right now. So I think that the Giants, there's a window here for the Giants to get a win against Arizona and improve to 6-7. and seven. And if they improve to 6-7, and seven, folks, they're not only in the thick of the NFC East race. No, no, no. They're also in a wild card hunt. So the Giants could conceivably lose this division and still make the playoffs. Which it seems, it seems crazy to even think about, considering they started 0-5. Wow. I, it's hard to believe. And Joe Judge, honestly, give the man coach of the year for what he's doing with this Giants team. It's an incredible job. He's doing absolutely outstanding, and he deserves a lot of credit for helping to restore the success of the Giants. Um... 
I, I, I think the Giants will win this game. Just to, to make my pick, I think the Giants will beat the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's all trending upwards for the Giants, all trending downwards for the Arizona Cardinals. And um, like I said, this is a huge win because the Cardinals are also in contention for a wild card spot. So if the Giants can win this game, they will have the same record as the Arizona Cardinals. They'll both be 6-7 and seven and both be in contention four wild card spots in addition to the division for the Giants. So uh, a lot to be excited about if you're a fan of Big Blue like I am. So let's move into the Texans and the Bears game. Um, I don't want to spend too much. Some of these games I'm just not going to spend a whole lot of time on because there's no point in spending like five minutes on the Texans and the Bears or the next game, which is Cowboys-Bengals. Really not a whole lot of – I really don't need to spend a whole lot of time on these next two games. But um, I will talk about – I do think the Texans are going to win. The Bears are in absolute free fall right now. Uh, I just – I don't see any way um, the, the Bears you know, can really come back. It's just been an absolute disaster for them. I think they have six straight losses after a 5-1 and one start. And Deshaun Watson's look good. And like I've said countless times on this podcast, it looks like the Texans are playing for their head coach, Romeo Cornell. So give me the Texans in that game. On to that awful Cowboys-Bengals game. Both teams only have two wins uh, Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. Andy Dalton returns to Cincinnati. I don't think there will be any fans. I don't know. I don't know how they are in Ohio, but um, I, I don't know if there will be any fans in Cincinnati. They probably will have fans knowing Ohio, but um, I think this the Cowboys are a better team overall. Uh, Cowboys have three wins. I'm sorry. Uh, sue me. They have three wins instead of the Bengals, who have two wins and a tie. So uh, I will go with Dallas. I just think they have more offensive weapons. And like I said uh, on last on last week's show, or really every show since Joe Burrow went down with the season-ending injury, I just don't see any way the Bengals win any games the rest of the season. Chiefs-Dolphins is an interesting game. The Chiefs are going to win, but I'd like to see Miami. If Miami can hang with the, Miami, with the Indian, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, It'll be a good result for them. And, you know, they're trying to push for the playoffs as well with Tua Tagovailoa as their starting quarterback. Um, I had a question about Ryan Fitzpatrick in this week's Ask Brian, uh, which you'll hear in a couple minutes. But um, Tua is the guy in Miami, and that could push Ryan Fitzpatrick out at the end of the season. Uh, I still expect Kansas City to win this game pretty easily, even though the game is in Miami. It's a return to the scene of the crime for the Chiefs. We might remember they won the Super Bowl before all this COVID and the pandemic and everything. There was a Super Bowl this year in 2020, and it was won by the Kansas City Chiefs in Miami. So um, I think the Chiefs win this game pretty I, – I think they'll win pretty easily. They are a 7.5-point favorite. Um, so I think they'll win pretty easily, but I, I want to see Miami put up a good fight in this game. Vikings Bucks. This is an interesting one, folks. These are two teams that are really fighting for a wild card spot right now. Um, Vikings won last week, but it wasn't very convincing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they go to Tampa Bay to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off their bye week. So I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think they are oh, I, I think they have more weapons. I'm hoping for fantasy sake that Tom Brady and Mike Evans have a very quiet day. Maybe they can do it on the ground uh, with um, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and uh, just let them do their thing as opposed to um, airing it out all the time with Tom Brady and Mike Evans because I need to beat Lee. I need to beat Lee, and Lee has both of them. So um, that's, and that's a preview of our fantasy playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Buccaneers will win this game. I think they're well-rested after their bye week. Uh, late bye week, I think, will actually help them. 
I think I um, you know so I've always wondered: Do you want to get your bye week done early or later? I would rather have it done later, so that way you get most of your schedule out of the way, and that way you um, have that great rest time after you've already done a good portion of the work. Bucks take this game. I'm taking the Miami, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this one. Broncos Panthers, a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, I remember that Super Bowl very well. I was watching it with my friend Phil. Phil is getting a bunch of shout-outs these days, man. It's like nothing but shout-outs for Phil. He, he's getting married. He gets a shout-out. He knows he's got Dave Gettleman references. He gets a shout-out. I watched that Super Bowl with Phil. Uh, I'm sure his his now wife, Katie, uh, was more excited about the Beyonce halftime show when that happened. But um, And I'm sure Phil wants to forget this Super Bowl happened, period, because the, the Panthers lost. But... Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to lose this game. I believe this is the first time that they have played each other since the season opener the next season after that Super Bowl 50. So it's been a while since these two teams have played each other. But I will go with Carolina. DJ Moore is probably going to be out for this game. Uh, that's a tough loss for uh, for Carolina. But, um, you know, they are getting Curtis Samuel back. And we'll see if they get Christian McCaffrey. I haven't heard if McCaffrey's going to play this week, so I this is really bad podcasting. But I have no idea if McCaffrey's going to play. Um, yeah, I, I still think the Panthers are going to win. The Broncos are reeling. I really feel like that loss to the Saints where they didn't have any quarterbacks honestly set them back quite a bit. But um, I will go with Carolina to win this game. A much-needed win for them. Titans-Jaguars, not a whole lot to talk about here. I think Jacksonville's, or I'm sorry, I think Tennessee's going to win. I think Jacksonville's trying to tank and just praying that the Jets win a game, which I don't think they will, to um, to get Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I, I do think the Titans will win this game. Uh, they're 8-4. and four. I think they'll improve to 9-4, and four, even though the game's in Jacksonville. Tennessee is a 7.5-point favorite. That sounds about right. Going with the Titans in this one. Colts-Raiders, the first of the 4 o'clock games, is a good one. The Raiders coming off that less-than-convincing win against the New York Jets where they needed a last-second defensive lapse touchdown to beat the New York Jets. Um, probably not the best moment for the uh, for the uh, Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. Um, but I, I like the Colts are trending in the right direction right now, and I think that, you know... Maybe the Raiders will be mad after the way they played against the Jets, and I think this will be a close game. I think this will be a really good, close, exciting game. But um, overall, I think Indianapolis is the better team, and I think they're trending in the right direction towards winning their division, no less, even though they are, I believe, tied with the Tennessee Titans. So I will go with the Colts. I think this will be one of the best games of the weekend, if not the best. Um come down to the wire for sure. Maybe Hot Rod, Rodrigo Blankenship, please get me some fantasy points. Uh, I need them for sure to beat Lee as well. Um, Yeah, this is a good matchup, but I'm going to pick the Colts. All right, so I didn't realize how loaded the 425 slate of NFL games is. Uh, So I'm going to go through these really quickly because not all of these are great games. In fact, many of them, let's be honest, suck. So um, I'll just go through them as really quick. Plus, I think I've We've been going through these really kind of slowly so far, so I'm going to go a little faster just because these games are really bad. Like, some of these games are not exciting at all. Uh, speaking of a game that has no, I have zero interest in whatsoever is the Jets and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, I believe, are just going to absolutely stomp the Jets. Not only are the Jets, in my opinion, the worst team in football, I think they're even more demoralized after that horrible loss to the Raiders. You know, I feel like they wanted to win. Like, if you're a football player, you want to win games like that. 
but they're not going to win this week. Uh, the Seahawks are going to be angry after the loss to the Giants. So um, they're going to want to take their frustration out on New York's other team, the New York Jets. And uh, I believe the Seahawks will win. 13.5 point favorites. I'd take that number. If I, I'm a betting man, I would take that number because I think the Seahawks are just going to absolutely destroy the Jets. On to the Packers and the Lions. Uh the Lions got a nice win last week against the Bears, uh, playing for their new coaching staff after Matt Patricia was fired. But I still think Green Bay is one of the best teams in the NFC. I would say top three at team in the NFC. They're up there with the Rams and the Saints for sure. Um, so I would say Green Bay is going to win this game. Uh, they're a nine-point favorite. I think they'll win uh, pretty easily. I'll go with Green Bay. This is my one of I think another one of the more interesting games this week. Um, I said the four and the four twenty five slate kind of sucked, but this game is interesting. The Saints and the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts will make his first start for the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles just have an absolutely brutal schedule the rest of the way. I think they are honestly folding it in at this point. They don't see any way they can make their they can win their division, even though it's really bad. I think the Giants and Washington football team are starting to pull away from the pack, so to speak. I will be interested to see how Jalen Hurts does because I, you know, you, they did spend a first round pick on the guy, so uh, we'll see how Jalen does. But the Saints are a better team than the Eagles. Let's be honest; the Saints are a much better team than the Philadelphia Eagles, and they should win this game easily. Even though the game is in Philadelphia, New Orleans is a seven point favorite. I would take that as well. I'm going with the Saints in this one. That is my pick. Falcons Chargers. I don't really. There's really not much to say about this game. The Chargers are likely heading towards a four-win season or maybe a three-win season, three or three to five-win season. Falcons, their season's probably over too. They're four and eight. They're just playing for their head coach Raheem Morris at this point. So um, I don't know who do I pick in a matchup as illustrious and as glorious as this one. I don't know, folks. I don't know. Uh, the Falcons. Going with the Falcons. Going with the Falcons to beat the Chargers in L.A. Um, even They are a three-point favorite. We'll go with that. We'll go with the Atlanta Falcons over the Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Washington football team versus the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes of this podcast, you know that the San Francisco 49ers have had to temporarily relocate to Arizona to play, to practice, and to live. So that's a huge ask for the 49ers. Um, Washington is trying to stay pace with the Giants in their division. Like I said earlier, I think the Giants are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals. So um, we'll see if they can beat the 49ers. Coming off a short week, they played on Monday night, um, and they lost on Monday night too. So um, this will be an interesting game. I'm going to go with the 49ers just because I think they'll be angry, and uh, let's be honest, I hate the Washington football team, and I want to see them lose every game, especially right now as they're in contention for the division with my team. So uh, let's go 49ers this week. I'm rooting for the 49ers uh, to win this game, and uh, I think they will. I'm picking the 49ers. Uh, this is actually the second time the Washington football team's played in Arizona this year. They played the Cardinals, I believe, in Week 2, um, but now uh, they are playing the 49ers there i'm sure they expected to go to santa clara when this all started but now they are going right back to arizona the sun devil state so uh i'm sure that'll be a good trip for them but hopefully they lose all right uh steelers bills the sunday night football game last game of the week uh we'll talk about the monday night game ravens browns we'll talk about that on monday's episode um steelers bills 
um, is a great game. The Steelers coming off their first loss to the Washington football team. I forgot to mention that. Washington did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, so maybe I shouldn't take them as lightly as I just did. But at the same time, the Steelers are a very good team. Buffalo is a three... Folks, Buffalo is a three-point favorite in this game against an 11-1 team on primetime. That is a lot to ask. Ooh, ooh, boy, that is a tough ask for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh bounces back after their win to Washington. Do I think they're an overrated team? Yes. Do I think they're the best team in the AFC? No. I think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. But the Steelers are still, I think, better than the Bills. I think they might be the second or third best team in the AFC when everything goes right. The Bills are great, too. I love Josh Allen. I love seeing what Josh Allen brings to the table. But, um... The Steelers are the better team. The Steelers are going to win this game, I think, even though the game is in Buffalo. Um, this is the type of game that, under normal circumstances and in pre-COVID times, Steelers fans would be invading the Buffalo Bills stadium and just fill up their stadium. Steelers fans just take over stadiums, or at least they did before COVID. Um, so I'm sure that Bills, the Bills are happy that this game is being played with no fans. But uh, I am going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat them. So to recap, to recap all my picks from week 14, I am going with the New York Giants, the Houston Texans, the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco 49ers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are my Week 14 picks in this NFL slate. All right, let's get into Ask Brian. Um, I really loved this segment when we did it on Monday's episode. I had a lot of fun. And since I wasn't able to really find anybody to be on this week's episode, uh, and plus I was I was kind of busy this week. I had a lot going on this week. A lot happening. Um, I decided just to do it again. I recorded it last night, um, so I don't think anything's outdated. Um, I don't think anything's changed in the last 18 hours or so. But, um, yeah, I think you guys asked some great questions. I tried to answer them to the best of my ability. Some sports-related. Um, in fact, I'd say most of these ones were sports-related. I think we only had one or two non-sports-related questions this time. So um, the questions were great. I hope you enjoy Ask Brian. Uh, let's just get into it. Here we go. Ask Brian. Since Ask Brian 1 was such a success, I present to you Ask Brian 2. I mean, we don't have a guest on this episode again. Uh, I wasn't able to find anybody to be on today's episode, so I figured it would be good to maybe try this one more time, seeing as I think the first time was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed answering everybody's questions, and um, I, I there's a lot of there's people still had a lot more questions. I actually have a lot of questions to get through here today. Um, so why don't we just jump right into it? You know the deals by now. You send me your questions. I answer them sports-related or non-sports-related. So we have a few non-sports-related questions as well to the sports-related questions. So why don't we begin with question number one from uh, my good friend, one of my best friends in this whole universe, Pat Stein, and his girlfriend, Becca. Shout out to Becca, uh, his girlfriend. I actually, over the summer, side note here, I comment while uh, I was at home not doing anything this summer, Pat actually sent me some video of uh, his dog, uh, Becca's dogs playing soccer, and I commentated over that, and it felt like I was Arlo White commentating over 
over these these two dogs playing soccer, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so shout out to Becca and her dogs as well. Uh, they asked me who is my favorite Shit's Creek character. Now, if you'll remember, on last week's episode, I mentioned that um, I have been watching Shit's Creek a lot. I watched it over football. In fact, I'll be honest when. On Tuesday, when the Ravens were playing the Cowboys, I was watching that game on my iPad and watching Shit's Creek on my TV. That's how locked into the show I am. I absolutely love it. I think it's uh, such a good show. And um, so who are my favorite characters in Shit's Creek? Well, I think the obvious choice is David, um, who's played by Dan Levy. He's the creator, one of the co-creators of the show. Um, his character is just hilarious and just has so many great one-liners that just are so funny and just stay stuck in your head even after you're done watching the episode he's such a great i mean i know he's the main character but it's 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 he's, he's actually probably one of the best characters on the show just for everything he brings to the table and um let's see another character i like is uh, the mayor of Shit's creek uh, roland i think he's a great character um at first i wasn't the i was like this guy's really annoying but roland absolutely grew on me like i was watching the first time i saw Shit's creek was when um, i was at my sister's place in new york and she put it on and i was like this roland character is really annoying and she's like just wait just wait give, give him some time roland will grow on you and um he absolutely has i think he's a fantastic character and um just to wrap up here i love moira the mother as well uh, one of my favorite parts about Shit's creek and i think one of the reasons i'm i, I keep going back to it is how the main characters dress, the Rose family, how they dress. Um, they're keep in mind they're in like some redneck town with like nothing, not a whole lot to do, and all the people in the town dress like normal people. But they go to all these like, like for example, they go to like a city hall meeting, but they'll be wearing like these these gorgeous outfits, and it's so funny, honestly, to me that that's what they you know. That, it's just so fun. I, I can't even get into how much I love Shit's Creek. So that was a great question. Uh, those are my favorite characters. If I had to rank the three, David, Roland, and Moira are all great. And um, Johnny as well, um, the father, uh, played by Eugene Levy. I've been a Eugene Levy fan for a long time. So uh, glad glad that I found a show. And I hope this show, Ted, is another great character. There's, there's so many really good characters in Shit's Creek. I can go on and on about Shit's Creek. Uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Go to Netflix, start it now. Uh, so Pat asked a second question after the Shit's Creek question with his girlfriend. Um, we were talking the other day about um, the United States men's national soccer team, and they actually played a game yesterday. I'm recording this on Thursday. They played a game yesterday against El Salvador that they won 6-0. It was played in Florida, very low-key game, and it was broadcasted on ESPN News. So... In the past, the U.S. men's national team has been broadcasted on Fox Sports 2 as well, which I also don't think is exactly ideal. But Pat asked me, would I rather the United States men's national team be broadcasted on ESPN News or FS2? And I think the answer is ESPN News, just because I feel like more people get that channel, um, because ESPN is such a huge name in the world of sports. I'm not saying Fox is, but ESPN is the worldwide leader in sports. So most of their channels are available to most people. FS2, I feel like I feel like people still don't even know where FS1 is, and you're going to ask them to find FS2? In fact, I think the game that was on FS2 for the United States men's national team was like a huge game, too. And that actually bugs me, too. The best the United States men's national team could do was get broadcast on FS2, and it was one of their biggest games in a long time. So... 
I don't know. I guess the answer to this question, I don't think either option is ideal. I mean, obviously you want to be on the main ESPN or you want to be on Fox or Fox Sports 1. But um, if it's between the two, Pat, I guess I would take ESPN News. I think I would take ESPN News just because of ESPN's status in the world as the worldwide leader. All right, question three. Um, this one came from uh, Tone Ortiz. Uh, shout out to Tone. Um, Tone... Yeah, I got to know Tone a little bit because he was a caller or he was a listener at first uh, to Sirius XM FC, which is where I worked as the so- on the soccer channel at Sirius XM. And um, Tone was a listener and um, helped encourage him to call in a little bit. And he's been a bit of a caller since then. But he's got a big Twitter presence as a soccer fan as well. So uh, Tone is a good dude. And um, his question, though, I will say, though, was a little confusing because Tone asked me, why are Arsenal? That's it. Why are Arsenal question mark? So I I don't know I don't know if he's asking me why are Arsenal struggling? Why are Arsenal you know not doing as great as they should be? Or I don't know how really how to answer that without the rest of the sentence. But I'll assume he meant like why are Arsenal not doing so well? I don't know. I feel like they just haven't really come together as a team so far this season. And they have had a tough schedule to start the year. They did look better in the second half against Tottenham. But there have been a lot of... There's just been a lot of struggles. And all the fans, like I said when my dad was on the show, that a lot of them want Mikel Arteta out, out at this point, which is, I think, way too soon. He won the FA Cup. Like, let's give him a little bit of time. They did just win the FA Cup a few months ago. You still want the guy out because they're struggling to start the season? Let's give it a little bit of time. But um, I think Arsenal, you know, may, this might be a lost year. They are actually, um, interesting fact, they defeated Dundalk today in the uh, Europa League. I'm still pissed we're in the Europa League, but they did beat Dundalk in the Europa League. So they are the only unbeaten team in Europe, Champions League or Europa League. I wish it was the Champions League, but that is an impressive statistic nonetheless. So they are. I it's it's hard to believe. As you'd think Bayern would be the team that's undefeated, right? But uh, they actually have a draw, and Arsenal do not have a draw. They only have wins so far. So we'll see if that continues in the Europa League. I like I said, can't stand the Europa League, and I actually forget about games all the time because they're on Thursdays in the middle of the afternoon, and I'm just like, why am I going to waste my time with this for Arsenal? But um, yeah, I think that's the best answer I can give to Tone's question, even though he didn't finish the sentence. I think that's the best you're going to get, Tone. Uh, hope I hope I answered your question to your satisfaction. Ethan Winter, question number four. Ethan Winter asked me, how do you see the Eastern Conference shaking out this year in the NBA? And Ethan, I don't know, man. It's I have a feeling you want me to say the Celtics are going to win, but I really don't know because there's a lot of teams in the Celtics division that are also good, such as the Nets and the Toronto Rams. Raptors. And then you got to talk about the Miami Heat down south and the Milwaukee Bucks. And then, of course, surprise teams like Indiana, who I think could who could make some noise this year in the Eastern Conference as well. So, um, you know, the Eastern Conference, I, I don't think it's as top-heavy as the Western Conference with teams like the Lakers and the Clippers, but there are some good teams in the Eastern Conference for sure. Um, I'll be interested to see what your Celtics do this year, Ethan. I, I, I'll be watching them very closely. Um, I, I want to see how that young core develops. You know, it keeps getting better and better each year, obviously making it to the conference finals last year. So um, we'll see how the Celtics do. 
I, you know, I want to see how I, I am not a fan. I've said this many times. I am not a Nets fan, but I do want to see how things develop in Brooklyn. Can Kyrie and KD develop that chemistry? Um, Toronto is, you know, they got, they were even better after they lost Kawhi and they kept Fred Van Vliet. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference last year, this is a big year. I mean, Giannis is saying it's not championship or bust. He's not talking about his contract yet, but they did just trade for Drew Holiday. So let's see if the they can make a big three out of Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I'll, we'll see. I think there's a lot of questions in the Eastern Conference. And like I said, Indiana is a team on the rise as well. Um, there are other teams that could, like, let's see what the Wizards can do. Let's see what the Wizards can do with Bradley Beal and John Wall. Or, Bradley Beal and John Wall, excuse me. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, that is, folks. So, um, yeah, uh, the Eastern Conference is totally up for grabs. I, I, I don't really have, I don't really know who's going to take it. I wouldn't be surprised if your Celtics took it, Ethan. But um, that's pretty much how I see the Eastern Conference going this year. All right, so a friend of mine who I uh, met in Malaysia, Joe Ryan, he asked me who will sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so I'm guessing he means after the season when Ryan Fitzpatrick will be a free agent and he'll probably be to his job in Miami. I don't know where he's going to end up. There's not a lot of teams with available quarterback positions, but I can see him going to a team and being a backup and being a mentor to someone, like say a young quarterback, like maybe a Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Maybe he'd be a good fit there. Or, I don't know, so somewhere where he can really mentor a young guy. Like, maybe, oh, how about this? Why, why don't he, how about the Jets? How about the Jets? What if he goes, what if the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence and Ryan Fitzpatrick re-signs with the Jets to be the mentor to Trevor Lawrence? They gut Sam Darnold. Um, there's a couple options for where Ryan Fitzpatrick could end up, but I don't think um, this is the end of Fitz magic for sure. I think he'll um, end up somewhere. Um, he's still a serviceable vet. And he's such a popular player and so well-liked in the league that um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's career will not be over after the season. The Harvard man will be um, the, will be um, continuing his career, I believe. Um, so Charlie Ferullo, he asked me the question last time about who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, this time he just asked me, re-sign judge, question mark. Um, well, personally, Charlie, as you know, right now I'm more focused on re-signing LeMayhew. But I will say that when it comes down to the time to re-sign Aaron Judge, I would be all for it at this point. Now, I know the Yankees have a lot of outfielders, and they have Stanton, who's already locked in for the next seven years. Um, and he's a very similar player to Aaron Judge. So maybe the Yankees would say, hey, there's this guy. He can't stay on the field. He's not staying healthy at all. Uh, why do we need him? And we could just keep Stanton and plug him into right field, basically. I can see that being an issue for the Yankees when the time comes to um, decide whether to re-sign Aaron Judge's contract. I think this is a big year for Aaron Judge coming up in 2021. If it's a full season, he's going to have to stay on the field, completely healthy the whole way, putting up monster numbers to re-establish himself as one of the best players in Major League Baseball, which I think he is. I think Aaron Judge is all around the way he plays, the way he can hit, the way he can field. Aaron Judge is undeniably, in my opinion, one of the best players in baseball. And that's a talent I don't think the Yankees want to lose. I think a lot of people see Aaron Judge as a, a face of the organization, a face of Major League Baseball, dare I say it. So it would be tough to lose that. And um, I don't know if the Yankees want to take that risk, Charlie. I don't know. Um, I personally would re-sign Judge. And as, as I said at the start of this 
I would re-sign DJ LeMayhew as well. Like, just back up the Brinks truck and give him whatever he wants. Give the machine whatever he wants. Please get this deal done. Why is... Why is it taking so long to re-sign DJ LeMayhew, folks? It's taking way too long to get DJ under contract. Like, just get it done, Yankees. I realize you lost a lot of money this year, but this is, should be your number one priority. Lock up the machine. Okay, anyway, let's move on to uh, question number seven. Uh, it's from Pat Honan, and it's another Yankee question. So I get to stay fired up and in the Yankee mode. So Pat asked me two questions. I'm going to ask. I'm gonna answer his Yankee question first. He asked me, will the Yankees re-sign DJ LeMay? You, you just heard my rant about that, so I think you know how I feel about that. Um, so he asked me, will they re-sign DJ LeMayhew, James Paxton, or Masahiro Tanaka? Uh, well, I don't think they're going to re-sign James Paxton. Uh, they have they haven't really shown much of an indication that they are going to make any effort to re-sign James Paxton at all. So um, I think James Paxton's as good as gone. He was pretty injury prone in his two seasons in the Bronx. Uh, he did have one very good moment in Game 5 of the 2019 ALCS. He pitched a great game to keep the Yankees' season alive. Uh, you might remember Hicks hit that home run off the foul pole. That was a great night. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think Paxton's coming back. But I would love... Uh, I'm a Tanaka fan. Like, I'm a big fan of Tanaka, and he just seems like a Yankee. But if they are going to throw all this money at LeMayhew, I don't know if they're going to have the money to bring back Tanaka. Because I feel like Tanaka, in this starting pitcher's market, could command a good amount of money. And um, I think you'll get it. So we'll see what Tanaka, where Tanaka ends up. I would love to have Tanaka back. I am much more, I would much rather have Tanaka back than James Paxton. I don't see James Paxton coming back at all. Um, I'm not not dissing James Paxton in any way. I just don't see the Yankees making the move. Um, I don't think he's worth the money for that. So, um, yes, re-sign LeMayhew, like I've said a thousand times already in the last five minutes. And, um... Yeah, I, I would re-sign Tanaka, but I, will they do it? I think they're going to have to offer a lot of money to DJ, so I don't know. Uh, Pat, second question. Um, sorry to the Jets and Knicks fans in advance, but who will win a title first, the Jets or the Knicks? I hope the Knicks. I really do. I've been waiting for a Knicks title my whole life, but um, I don't know. I, this is a tough one because I'd say they're pretty much about the same. Uh, two of the worst teams in their respective sports. I'll say the Knicks just because I feel like the Knicks can make are closer to being able to like sign a big superstar. Not that the superstar has come to New York. There hasn't, you know, they haven't really come to New York. To be honest with you, um, they usually decide to go elsewhere. But um, I don't know. Um, I, I think um, I think it'll be the Knicks just because they can resign, they can sign a big superstar. Maybe they can develop some of this young talent and compete in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Jets, uh, they've just been struck. Uh, we'll see what happens this offseason for the Jets. If they go 0-16 and get the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence, that is a franchise-altering, huge, big-time move. And um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, you know, I, we need to see him perform in the pros, but I really think Trevor Lawrence can succeed in the NFL. So if I'm the Jets, I lose the re- I'd lose out the rest of the way. Go for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be a beast in the NFL. That could be a franchise-altering move. Uh, just to go answer Pat's question, um, I think it'll be the Knicks. Um, okay, so Arun asked the final two questions of this edition of Ask Brian. Um, he asked a, a sports question and a non-sports question. Um, so I will answer his um, sports question first. Uh, what is Davis Bertans worth? 
Uh, so Davis Bertans got an $80 million contract from the Wizards, and um, that is more than I thought he would get. I guess I underestimated how much money would be thrown around on this free agent market. But, um, you know, for a player of Bertans' quality, um, I feel like that's probably about, you know, he did shoot very high three-point percentage last season. Like, that's not something we should ignore. He was very good from three and very effective. So, um I think I think Bertans is, is probably worth a big contract. I'd I would probably give him a big contract. I would give him so I when we talked about this uh, deal on Sports on the Hill when I was on Robbie's podcast, uh, we talked about uh, the Bertans deal and Tim called it basically the Mahinmi contract for the Wizards. Um, I think it's going to be a better deal than the Mahinmi contract for the Wizards, but. Um, yeah, I think you you got to pay. I mean, it is a bit of an overpay, but I think you'll be happy to have the Latvian laser back out on the court, raining threes with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal on his side. All right, to wrap it up, we've got Arun's um, non-sports question here. When he asks what my favorite foreign restaurants are in Maryland, Arun with the food questions, man. First it was pizza, now it's foreign food. Um, so I, I did actually come up with a, a solid list of places um, – in Montgomery County that I, I like, I, you know, I'm not, I don't really eat a whole lot of foreign food, but I here are some places that I do like. Um, there's this place called Commonwealth Indian Food. It's in Pike and Rose in North Bethesda, Maryland. Um, I really like that place. I went there with my dad, um, when my dad came down over the summer, um, socially distant, of course. And, um, that place was really good. Like probably the best Indian food I've had in the DMV area so far, a little pricey, but very good. Like, and a great atmosphere too. Just, um, a, a really nice restaurant, Commonwealth Indian. That's probably one of the best Indian restaurants I've found here in this area. Um, there's good Ethiopian food all over the area, but especially Silver Spring where I live, um, that's some good stuff. If you go down to like Georgia Avenue, that area, you can find some really good Ethiopian food in that area. Um, and it's delicious. Um, I've been there a couple times. I went one time, my sister came to visit and we had Ethiopian food. It was so good. Um, Peruvian chicken. I actually had Peruvian chicken tonight, um, from a place called crisp and juicy. Uh, that's a little bit of a local chain. Um, but there, but that's probably not the best place to go to. Honestly, if you go to Wheaton, Maryland, um, there's a lot of good Peruvian chicken in Wheaton, Maryland. Um, the best of the best right there. Uh, that's some really good stuff. And, um, I love places like that. Um, uh, personally, I think Mexican food in this area is a little overrated. There's a couple good places like uncle Julio's is a pretty good place. Um, there's one in Bethesda and there's one at Rio. Um, I think both of those places are pretty good or both of the locations are pretty good. I think Mexican food in this area though, as a whole is slightly overrated. Um, if I had to rate it a little bit, um, uh, but, uh, just going back to the list, there's a Japanese place in Bethesda called Hanero that Arun, the ask the person who asked this question, um, he took me to that place for their happy hour one time. And honestly, I gotta say, this might be one of the most underrated happy hours I've found in all the land. Like, they've got great food, they had really good drinks. I miss happy hours, don't you? Don't, don't, I'm, I feel bad now that I'm talking about happy hours, and we, none of us can go experience it, and we're all not having happy hours. 
Ah, it's a shame. I, I miss those pre-COVID times. But um, that place was very good. I hope all these places stay in business, honestly. Um, I really do. I'm not big I'm not big on Italian food, honestly, but uh, other than like pasta and things like that. But um, I, all those places that I listed I think are pretty good. Um, if Halal Guys counts, if we're counting that as uh, foreign food, uh, I love Halal Guys, but that's a New York thing that actually has locations in uh, Montgomery County now, which is great for me. It makes me feel a little homesick, honestly, but I love the fact that I do have Halal Guys in the area. Uh, can't complain about that. But, um, yeah, that's my favorite foreign foods. Uh, so thank you to everybody who asked a question for uh, Ask Brian 2.0. It was a lot of fun answering your questions. Uh, we will do this again. I, I think this is I think this is a success. I think this, this segment rocks. I love it a lot. Um, I love answering questions like that. But hopefully on Monday we will have a guest and uh, we won't be doing it then. But um, thank you for answering your question. Thank you for asking your questions and I uh, hope you enjoyed the segment. everybody who submitted questions for ask brian this week i'm sure we'll do it again i actually have a lot of plans for next week's episodes so um i don't think we'll be doing it next week but maybe a special christmas edition or something i don't know we'll come up with something soon we'll incorporate ask brian into this a lot awesome uh, housekeeping issues uh like i said there were no guests on either episode this week but uh that's gonna change next week um because i am planning to have an nba preview episode to preview the upcoming NBA season, we're going to go over the whole league, um, predictions, you know, final standings, things like that, award predictions as well. Um, it's going to be great. And for that episode, I was planning on having um, Tim Clark, who you all know, Michael Edgley, who you all know, and Arun Bhattacharya, who you all know as well, uh, break down the NBA with me and uh, preview the season uh, as we get ready for it. It's coming up soon. It starts December 22nd. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the NBA to come back. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, the NBA and basketball as a whole, I'm baseball first. Baseball is my favorite sport. The ma and Major League Baseball is my favorite league. But I would say as a whole... The NBA and basketball is my second favorite sport. I love soccer, don't get, and I love football, as you guys know. Uh, I love both of those sports too. But the NBA, I've been a Knicks fan since I could walk, and so I'm used to the NBA at this point, being such a huge presence in my life. And I just wait for the day that I'll be able to see my beloved Knicks win a championship. I may be dead by that point, honestly, but um, hopefully it happens someday, and um, hopefully. Uh, that's all I could really ask for. And um, hopefully you enjoy the NBA preview. Uh, we've got I reached out to all three of them, and they all seemed interested in recording it next week. So um, hopefully we get that done. And hopefully I have a guest from Monday's episode, too. I believe Michael Edgley also wanted to be on Monday's episode, too, because he's got a lot of hot stakes. Paul George just signed this massive contract, by the way, $225 million total deal. And um, Mike was not happy about that. Like Mike was really annoyed. You know, you know he's pissed about something when he sends you multiple messages in a row, without without you responding. And that's exactly what Mike did. So I, I knew he was this, this set him off a little bit. So I want to give him uh, his space to vent on uh, that deal as well before the NBA preview. Plus, to talk about the Saints. Uh, he just got back from South Carolina. Maybe we can talk about his trip there, his birthday trip. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get Mike on um, uh, in both ep both editions, the NBA preview and hopefully Monday's episode too. Um, we were going to record today, but honestly, I think we did too much with Ask Brian. So um, 
Hey, I think I think the show is good as is today. Uh, I think it was a pretty good episode. Uh, today is the one year anniversary, or I guess yesterday was the one year anniversary because it happened really late at night. Uh, so it's tough to tell whether it was today or yesterday uh, of Garrett Cole signing that massive deal with a three hundred plus million dollar contract with the New York Yankees. Uh, I'm still happy to have him. Um, I mean, he was he's not the reason the Yankees lost in the playoffs. Cole, I thought was pretty good as his first. His first season, I you know, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. I don't know if they can keep going with him as uh, with Kyle Higashioka as his personal catcher. I think at some point he and Sanchez are going to have to get back on the same page, working together. Um, but I, I mean, they've got nine years to figure it out, or I guess eight now that Cole's first year is done. Uh, I, I'll never forget when I found out the Cole news. I honestly, I didn't have work. The, I fell asleep before the news broke. Uh, and I woke up, I instantly checked Twitter, and uh, I ran outside my apartment screaming and yelling and just jumping up and down, going crazy. I'm not even I'm not even making that up, folks. I did exactly that. Um, that's how excited I was that Garrett Cole signed with. And that's what I'll do. If DJ LeMayhew re-signs with the Yankees, that's what I'll do again this year. I'll do the same uh, jumping up and down um, celebration thing that <laughs> I did. Uh, when Garrett Cole signed it, and it was just a happy day, and um, I felt I did the same thing when they got Stanton in 2017. Um, so why not? I'll, I'll I'll celebrate the same way if DJ LeMahieu re-signs with the Yankees. But um, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed both of the episodes this week, even though there was no guest on either of them. I know that's a little different uh, as opposed to how we normally do things here at Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. But um, definitely stay tuned for more content. We've got a lot coming up the pike. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about in today's sports. Um, I did hear something because I remember I mentioned at the start of the show that I went back to work at Sirius XMFC, the uh, soccer channel, the only soccer-specific radio station in the entire United States, Sirius XMFC. Um, I was working on the show The United States of Soccer uh, yesterday, hosted by Jason Davis. Shout-out to Jason. Um, and he... Um, he mentioned that Matt Beasler, a player for Sporting Kansas City, who is the last remaining player from when the Sporting Kansas City was known as the Kansas City Wizards, announced his retirement. And he likened it to whether he he likened it to like when Derek Jeter retired from the Yankees. So that's a huge deal, considering how long of a player Matt Beasler was, or how long Matt Beasler was at Sporting Kansas City. Uh, he deserves our respect as well. So shout out to Matt Beasler for leaving Sporting Kansas City um, and having a great career in Kansas City. We'll see where his, his time takes him next. Um, yeah, I think I think that's. I just wanted to give a shout out to him as well. Big soccer week up ahead. Uh, we got a lot of midweek games next week in the English Premier League. Now that the Champions League, the group stage is finally done. Uh, the group stage of the Champions League is just sometimes so boring. You just get these matchups where like it's like Manchester City versus Hafen, Cushion, Schucken, Klossen, like some team you've never heard of. Um, and it's just boring as hell. When we get down to the round of 16, which I believe starts in February, that's when shit gets real. That's when the Champions League is awesome. That's when the Champions League is at its best. That's when it's the best competition in the whole damn world. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so um, we get a full slate of English Premier League games in the middle of the week this week. Um, looking forward to that. We've got the Manchester Derby tomorrow. Uh, we had Arlo White uh, when I was at work. Arlo White was on the channel, so uh, that was exciting. He's commentating the um, the 
Manchester Derby tomorrow, so look for him on the call. And uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to say for this week's episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brendan. So uh, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on subscribe on spotify follow us on facebook at upon further review with brian brendan follow me personally on twitter at b brian 1991 tell everyone folks we're here to stay i'm not going anywhere i'm going to keep making podcasts and uh i think it's just going to be keep getting better and better so thank you for listening to this episode and i'll talk to you next time